good evening now I know last week I told you that we weren't gonna do a webinar this week because we were gonna be in Colorado Springs but I forgot about the time change and that I was gonna take a nap so uh, we are here it's gonna be a short one today because I am ready to go up and join everybody else but right now I am in our hotel room and I wanted to just do a quick uh, podcast for you guys a quick Facebook live uh, to talk about our trip traveling with the service dog you know what's going on and more so good more afternoon evening it is 3 30 p.m. our time because we're mountain time and that is hard to adjust to for me so it's hard to adjust to for the dogs as well um, but here's here's how the trip went <laughs> so far uh, we left Friday uh, the flight was at 6.30, I want to say. Uh, so we got to the airport early, um, and we actually used one of the alternate parking sites. Usually when we travel, we just park at the airport, and we take the airport shuttle over to, to it. We went, and we, um, Karen had got a Groupon for another one. So as we were waiting for, you know, we parked the car there, and, you know, give them the keys and whatever. And as we're waiting for the the bus to come to to load up our bags and to take us to uh orlando airport uh you know we're waiting inside the driver comes and loads up so karen gets in with holstein and luke gets in and rich gets in and i get in and i whack my knee against the side of the door and just about passed out so that kind of screwed up the rest of my day um we get and we did um we flew southwest so they have curb drop for the bags so we did that that was nice I, I hadn't done that in a while and I've never flown Southwest so this is our first time so we get through security now we had a um, Karen had put on there that we needed a wheelchair here in Orlando and at um, Colorado Springs in Denver so they they had a wheelchair so Rich pushed me through um, but we also had what did we have Luke what was it called um, at the airport to get through security uh, pre-check? Pre-check, yeah. Um, TSA pre-check. Karen had it, and so apparently they gave it to all of us. Um, so we went, we're going to go through the normal line, and they're like, no, you have pre-check. Go through the pre-check line. And we're like, okay. So as we're going through the pre-check line, um, two weird things happened. Uh, the first one is there was a guy right behind us who said, my bag's in there, my ticket's in there. We had to come out, and they told me to just that you just let me through. And they're like, well, we can't let you through without a boarding pass and ID. Well, my boarding pass and ID are on the other side, and they told me you just let me through. And he's like, I can't let you through. I'm not letting you through. You know, <laughs> we need your boarding pass and your ID. So I don't know what happened with him. I assume they either had somebody in the party bring it out or security brought it because you can't have something unattended in there. So I, or it was weird. Or there were terrorists. Um, it was a, a father and his daughter, so you never know with that stuff. Uh, but as we're going, there was a, a split, and it said, um, you, we, you can do normal or wheelchairs go this way. So since, again, since I'm in the chair, we go to do this way, and the, uh, the TSA person was like, no, 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 go the other way, go the other way. So we're like, okay, you know, we had two service dogs, a wheelchair. Um, we didn't do carry-on carry-ons, but, you know, I had a bag, and Karen had a bag. And, uh, and so they push us, you know, Rich pushes me over there. Well, they had a, a yellow lab who was working, one of the TSA dogs, and, you know, sees Gypsy, sees Holstein, starts barking at them to get to play. 
So they're like, go to the other side, go to there. So we're like, they yelled at us to come over on this side. And they're like, it doesn't matter, go to the other side. And she's like, come over here. We In wanted the to get you. Defense, there was like a couple pilots and like a bunch no, no, no. of stewardesses. Yeah, there were stewardesses them. behind us. And, and she's like, well, the stewardesses and the, the flight staff have the right of way. And I'm like, of course they have the right of way. You know, like, I'm not going to say, no, let me go through first, you know, and, and miss somebody's flight. But, you know, they just, they could have handled it a lot better um, than how they handled it. Even if they would have just said, step to the side so we can get these half a dozen flight crew through, I would have been totally okay with that. Instead, I don't think one hand knew what the other hand was doing. But anyway, so those are the two weird things that happened. Um, But because we did pre-check, we didn't have to empty bags. We didn't have to take off shoes. So that was nice. Uh, So we get through and then they have the tram. There's a like a train tram channel that you get on and over um, to where the flights are. Uh, so we, we got over there with no problem. Um, both of them have done it before. Actually, that was Gypsy's first time. We had done the small Orlando airport before. So um, so it was her first time on that train, but she had done so many rides at Disney. See, we don't just do them because it's fun. We do them because it preps them for stuff like this. Um, that, that, that worked out really good. Um, we caught, we got something to eat because we found out that the flight was delayed for an hour. Apparently there were lightning storms over Denver and, uh, they weren't flying out. So we had time, uh, now Orlando airport, once you get past TSA stuff, there's no potty areas for the service dogs. So we asked because it's a four hour flight now, plus the hour delay, plus the two hours earlier that you have to get there. We don't want any issues in the sky. And especially since it was so late in the evening for the flight and everything. So we had to ask. So if you go to the Orlando airport with your service dog and you're between the the airplane and TSA, uh, you have to ask. Now, apparently they will not let ESAs and pets use it, but they will let service dogs use it. What they had to do uh, is Rich and, and Karen took Gypsy and Holstein down uh, stairs, like underneath the um, terminal area and and they used the bathroom down there um they both peed and then came back up but they made a point to make sure that they were service dogs and not pet dogs or emotional support dogs and because it was southwest they don't have assigned seating so this is the first time we've flown i've flown southwest so they didn't have assigned seating so when we got there usually they make wheelchair they let wheelchairs load first um, since I had a wheelchair and a service dog, I, I left the wheelchair up top. I didn't make Rich push me down in it because uh, it's not that long and I can't walk. I am. I just can't walk the full distance. So we, because uh, especially after whacking my knee on the bus, I was about still ready to pass out. All I wanted to do was go to sleep because that always resets me, which is why at conference here, I've been napping every day because it's the only way I'm going to make it through. Uh, but we, we got on first. And it turns out there are only about 60 people on the flight that should fit around 180. So about a third full. So she said we basically can have the row to ourselves. So Karen took one of the front rows and I took the other front row. And then they wanted someone to come and sit with me. Uh, So Rich came and sat with me so I didn't have to have a stranger come and sit with me. And Luke got his own row of seats. So that was nice. And, uh, you know, it worked. It worked out just fine. And hopefully on the way back, we can have some, you know, an empty seat between us again, because that that made it a lot easier. Um, you know, they had nice snacks. Um, Rich, can you, or Luke, can you see if somebody's at the door? It might be Karen. Um, we got to Denver. 
and he had to circle around like an extra half hour at Denver. And then we landed and we, hi Karen, we're doing Facebook Live. I figured I'd do one. Come on in. No, no, not ups. Come on. Uh, so we, um, we got the rental car. Well, first we, we had somebody meet us. Remember the guy at the Denver airport? Mm-hmm. So he met us. Yeah. I'm not talking mm-hmm. to just books. Hello. Um, he met us and mm-hmm. he, he, they didn't allow Rich to push me. Right. So he had to push. And as he's pushing me, he's trying, not trying to, but trying to run Gypsy into things because she's on my left. He wasn't being very aware at all. Right. Um, See, she puts it the nice way. So, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, rude. yeah. So I gave Gypsy to Rich, and she kept watching me like, "Why am I with him? I'm supposed to be with you." Uh, and we went. We got our bags. It was nice because it was really nice because he knew where to go. He knew. Yeah, <laughs> that's about the only real great thing, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And then we had to take a shuttle to the rental car, um, Fox rental car. Yeah, Fox. Yeah. So we had car. never used them before. Nope. And uh, and that one, I thought it was funny. There was a sign on the door, you know, like before the door, a sign on the outside saying the driver won't lift more than 25 pounds. Well, the driver didn't lift anything. Anything. Didn't even move out of his seat. <laughs> no. Which was unusual for a shuttle driver, in right? my experience. Yeah. I've never seen a shuttle driver do that. No, especially with two service dogs. And, right. you know, what we have four people and six bags of stuff. But luckily we had Rich and Luke, so they, they moved all this stuff for us. Um, they loaded everything onto the little rack, and, and we sat down. We got there, and they were pretty, They tried to upsell Karen like crazy on the rental car. Oh, man. I turned uh, them down for everything, thank goodness. Right? But they had no problems with the dogs. No problems. They didn't, make, they didn't ask any questions because on the site, because it was rented through Southwest, um, it was highlighted that we had service dogs. Okay. Okay. So, so, yeah, so that worked out real nice. And we did get a nice van. So the dogs, um, what was it, a grand, a Dodge Grand Caravan? Caravan. A newer year. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. So, yeah, we got all the luggage in. The dogs had room. You know, there was four captains, chairs for seating. But by this time, it was about oh, midnight-ish. Really late, yeah. Uh, so we, because it was like, what, 7.30 was when we left. And then it was like 8 o'clock. So, yeah, around midnight-ish. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're driving out of Denver looking for a place to eat. But we wanted to get out of Denver. So we, I'm looking on, on Google Maps and found there was an Applebee's. So that's where we ended up stopping. The yeah. dogs were so tired. I felt bad for them. Yeah, they were exhausted. <laughs> we really were. So were we. Yeah. So so we did that, and then we, we got were in. Exhausted, silly, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, though, Karen, being a nurse, works night shift, and so being up wasn't as bad for her. Yeah, I was still transitioning to being awake during the day, and so being awake during night was still kind of normal. <laughs> so. so, and that's this time here. So, like, we got in at um, like one o'clock. I want to say. Uh, Closer to two, right? two. Two o'clock, yeah. We left Applebee's at once. We got to the hotel at two, got checked in, got everything un- unpacked, you know, unloaded, um, and, and, and got situated. Luckily, we're across from each other across the hall, and we're both on the first floor. Yes. So right out the window, we both have potty areas for the dogs. Yep. So that was huge. And then we, we slept in a little bit on uh, Saturday, but it's been fantastic. A lot of vendors, more people than we've had before. We've ever 500, well over 500 people here for conference, which is great. Over 60 dogs. Wow. Yeah, 60 okay. dogs. And they've been really well behaved. No they incidents in so, yeah, so far. It's only right? Tuesday. <laughs> I don't anticipate any. But no. as the dogs get tired, of course, they're... Yeah. The, um, 
likelihood can get higher. So. Yeah, Gypsy did kind of boof once today because she she's tired and she's you know she needed to sleep. So yeah. we came back. We did a really short lunch and came back. So her and I have been snoozing on and off since yeah. then. But it's what do you do when you travel with your service dog? Like that's what we did. I don't recommend having a lot of luggage. Try to pack as much as you can into one suitcase. Um, you know, or if you have somebody, make sure they can handle both suitcases, yours and theirs, is the best way to do it. So you can concentrate on your dog. Um, make sure that you ask for potty areas. Airlines does not allow you an extra bag for your dog, so yep. it has to fit in whatever your airlines has allotted for you. Yeah. So don't try to like pack a bag for the dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, you can ask. Um, can I ask. shipped a crate for free. You know, they didn't charge yeah. me an extra for Django when he was a puppy to ship his crate. But that means I had to carry his crate through the airport. I had to pick it up to the rental car and then, you know, back again. And that's so that airlines. was a pain. That was a legion. Yeah. So it all depends on the airlines um, on yeah. what they'll do. So you have to ask. And, um, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah, what's, so what's they, the hurt in asking? There's no hurt in asking, exactly. So yeah, so we've we've been having fun. The food's been amazing, which always makes Rich happy. Uh, the company's been great, you know, seeing seeing a bunch of uh, friends, you know, from years gone by, and then meeting new ones. Uh, I, I love that so much. A um, lot of people talking to me about the service dog um, school that we're doing, the four day school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, and then I also have a professional woman dog trainers group on Facebook. So I've had a lot of the women telling me how much they like that. So that means a lot too. Uh, Holstein's been doing fantastic with everything. Yes, yep. he's been doing great. He had his um, yep harness evaluated. Oh, um, tell me, tell me. Unfortunately, it is not um, actually safe for him. Oh, why? So, yeah, because it's putting too much pressure in areas that can cause him to be lame later on in life oh, so okay. i spent a lot of money for that be careful do not purchase a yup harness did you guys hear that so very expensive leather harnesses um if mobility or even light mobility work is what you want for your dog the yup harness is only for for show or for uh, decoration and it isn't even safe to to wear for Ooh. long term for that so wow um, no matter what kind of adjustments I do on it, the way it's designed, it's sitting all in the wrong spots of him, and there's not enough support um, straps to uh, keep him from having um, long-term damage. Oh, so, gosh. That's not good. Yeah. So So if anyone wants to buy a harness... <laughs> They're pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love it. You can take pictures with it. Well, so here's one of the things, right? Uh, here's, here's one of my biggest drawbacks. So Boldly Designs here, they're, they're like an hour and a half or so away. So they yeah. came, they set up here. So I had brought Candy's Boldly Design harness here. And I was going to try fitting it onto Gypsy and, and starting her with it this week because she's the one I brought. And I kind of need the mobility help this week. And so I brought it up to them and they said um, she needs a bigger chest plate. So I'm debating if I want to get a bigger chest plate or if I want to just get her her harness so she has one and Candy has one but if you but, don't know the Boldly Design harnesses run four to five hundred. Now they have it the in The neat thing about Boldly Design harnesses she can get an, another chest plate and switch it between yeah. that same harness. She doesn't have to buy a whole new harness. Yeah. You can switch chest plates according to the size of your dog if you have multiple service dogs that you're using. 
Um, so the straps and the chest plates are, you can switch according to the sizes you need for, and the, the harness, if you take care of it, if you use leather oil and you take care of it, will last well past your lifetime. Um, so uh, it's nice. just a matter of making, you have to make, if you're going to use your dog for mobility and put a harness for mobility on your dogs, it must be sized specifically for that dog and you must, you can't just size it on your own. It's better to have a professional um, not only measure your dog, but also look at how your dog walks, the gait of your dog. Yeah. So. Yeah, who did the harness email? Um, so Boldly Design is here. They sent two of their guys. Yeah. One of the guys is the guy who does this. Uh, so he did the measurements because there's measurements to do on the dog and there's measurements to do from you, from where your wrist falls, your hand falls, holding right. something. Right. So uh, all my stuff's on file. You my, did you? All my stuff's on file. So whenever we go to do it, say I want to order one for Gypsy, they have all her stuff now. They have all Holstein's measurements. Yeah. But because they're, well, they have their, their newer one, their everyday harness, which yeah. is like 350 Otherwise, you're you're talking four to five hundred, so a lot of people don't want to put the money in. I could probably get away with the three fifty one. Okay. Um, with the fact that I only need very light mobility. Um, yeah. With Holstein, and uh, so you know that's and and that would comes in with a wide chest plate. Um, yes. So, but it's very light. Um, it looks pretty cool. Did yeah. you see the new magnet clip things that they yes. have? Yes. Oh, they have this amazing magnet clip thing that has a red tab that you just, you barely yep. put any pressure and release, but will not release if you pull on it in any way. It's um, uh, pretty. Yeah, pretty cool. he, he was saying yeah. they started using it on motorcycle, motorcycle people, people because yeah. they wear gloves and stuff, and right. and so they could just pop it off wearing the gloves. And then the assistance dog people got a hold of it, and and the community because it's it's just amazing. Just because yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like that's going to come apart so easy, it and I'm like, yank it on it, and that yeah. thing's not moving. No, uh, so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. they do have guide stuff, Nicole. They have um like a guide handle, yeah. um, and then they have the different vests, um, the different harnesses, um, and they have one that's like a. A V front? Did you see yeah, that one? And, and it's their like their brand newy newest, I think. Yeah. And it has Velcro, and it's really cool. But that's just um, that's not for momentum pool or anything right. because of the Velcro can come off. So, uh, he, but that might work for the guide dog. Yeah, and he did show me. I did buy the airport leash, which has yes. no um, no metal. metal in it. He showed me how to actually put that leash on him as a harness for counterbalance to go through the airport. Oh, you're going to have to show me that one. I might end up buying that one. So, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, since they recommend not to put the, uh, his, his yup harness on, but I can use that if I need like some counterbalance going through the airport. Yeah. Well, that's, I also asked him because gypsies, he measured her 21 inches, yeah. and I'm over six foot. Yeah. And uh, he said, as long as you yeah. do it right, mm-hmm. you know, so use a flexible handle. Don't use flexible. a rigid or a semi-rigid. Right. Um, use the flexible handle. She can she can do that for me because I need um, counterbalance momentum pull. I do brace with her just getting up from the ground. Yeah. I think there's something else. I do brace and just a little counterbalance with Holstein. Not much. He's 25 inches, so uh, he's pretty nice. tall. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, he said she, he said that it was good. So, you know how many charts there are out there um, saying that, you know, well, you have to, your dog has to be like a third of your height? Mm, no. I don't want to work a Great Dane. Yeah. You know? Great Dane's not going to last long either. <laughs> right? So, you know, like, it, it, I thought that was great. So, you know, everyone always has these. And then weight-wise... 
she's a 21 inch golden retriever you know like we don't fit the weight category ratios either but i liked i liked that i liked that they said that yeah. and it makes sense and it's what i've been telling people for years so like now i have support to back it up yeah. which is always good um but yeah so we you know we did that but yeah it was with boldly design um they are the experts in the industry if you're serious about doing any sort of guide stuff um they'll do the podcast with you while you're here nice um and then volhard's here so uh, i actually yeah. messaged wendy volhard because she's not here her peeps right. are here um and i asked her about the thing i was going to ask you yeah. um and she she just replied but i haven't been able to read it so right let's just say i, I know people so yeah. we're, we're talking to wendy volhard about the puppy test so we might be able to get her on in the future, too, to talk about using that for service dog evals. Yeah, puppy tests as well as nutrition. Yeah. So she yeah. might be doing a podcast while she's here on uh, nutrition. So Yeah. Well, I thought you said she wasn't here. No. The nutrition oh, specialists are here. Jennifer Carter is the nutrition okay. specialist. Perfect. So, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, we've. I know people. It's super fun. We got to eat dinner with Bart. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to my good friend Tracy, who's in Texas, about doing about more information about gypsy puppies and what we're going to do with them whenever they pop out. Mm-hmm. Um, talked to another great friend of mine, Anne, who lives in Jacksonville, and she said Gypsy probably has another month or so before she comes into heat. Easy. So that means that we can get her through Marina's workshop, yeah. and then um, all that's left is Silver School. Yep. So, you know, maybe we'll do puppies this year. Yep. yep. Uh, Nicole said half her dogs are on Volhard right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, we're going to look into, I ha- I sent Rich, but I don't know if he did it or not. So I need to go In over. less than a month, they're coming out with a special um, blend that they've been testing, scientifically testing for uh, dog allergies, atopic uh, dermatitis. dermatitis. Yep. So, so that's Holstein has that, and he's been on all sorts of stuff for that. So right. Karen's going to let the vets at UF know. She's going to be yeah. one of the guinea pigs and, and work with that yeah. and see how it does with Holstein. Because right now he's on raw and, and all these supplements and, and all these meds. Still on Apoquil, will, which is known to cause um, tumors. And he's had uh, about five or six tumors removed off of him and to shorten the, his life. So Apoquil yeah. is known to shorten a dog's life. Yeah, and so, we don't want that to happen because Holstein's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So. Oh, so here's a great one. So we're we're at one of the workshops, and we you know we're sitting, and some people get up and leave early. Well, Holstein had no place to tuck under, and so he was in front of an and, and she's like, "It's okay, you can walk over him." So people are walking over Holstein, just not like it wasn't a parade. It was like one or two yeah. people throughout you know a half hour, and uh, the woman who was sitting beside Karen was super impressed. She's like, "He's really good." It's like, well, you know, we left the biting dogs at home. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's been great. Like everyone's been awesome and amazing. The dogs have all been super. The food's been amazing. The the speakers have been great. Yeah. The um, you know, the uh, exhibitors. Holy cow! Oh, I have generous. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I want to say four bags of Kong stuff, and I think they're done. Did uh, you stop in? I have two full bags of Kong stuff and there there's no more to buy anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so. why. So I told Rich, I'm like, you know, you need to buy it right away. And he's like, you're nuts. And I'm like, this is what happens every year. Yeah. It's uh, only Tuesday and, and, and they were out early this morning. So yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. And, and we still have all day today. We have tomorrow. Right. Uh, Nicole said her vet did not mention that when he prescribed Apoquil this summer. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, if you look on the, the information, if it comes with like the information paper, you might be able to find it there. Yeah, it's uh, in, the, in the fine detail of the information about it, um, if you get the insert that comes with it, um, yeah. I get the full bottle ins with the inserts. Um, a lot of times they repackage it and put it in a bottle without any inserts, and that's why you don't get all the information. But I think you can also look it up online. Uh, it's available uh, on the web. Yeah. Look up there. Uh, just Google them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's who who have we seen so far. Um, I've had to miss some just because I'm not feeling great and I'm getting naps in the room every day and taking it easy. But I did um, the big sniff with Barbara DeGroot on nose work and scent yeah. detection. That was fun. That was super, yeah. Yeah, she was super fun to listen to uh, and, and to hear. Just another way to do it because we hadn't used the cups to, to do. Right. Uh, and then we did uh, the so, vaccination of pets with Dr. John Robb. So Holstein can identify gunpowder now. Yeah, they started among <laughs> gunpowder. Um, um, John Robb was at exceptional. That is, yeah. we, uh, we need to uh, get on the bandwagon with that and uh, stop over vaccinating our dogs yeah so, so he talked about yeah. his protocol now when we get home we'll go over all this with you like what we learned because i would had notes but my notes yeah. are on my phone and i'm on my phone and uh, but we yeah. did those um you did the packed model as well yeah with birdie oshidi yeah. um and yeah that nicole says i hear it's in florida next year i need to go it's at the same yes. place it was last year so it's a clear water next year yeah. um you can come for the day you can come for a couple of days you can come for the whole time so for my local people you know if you want to do it this while it's geared for dog professionals it's for dog lovers as well yeah. so you know you will get a lot out of it too so don't feel yeah. like you can only go if you're a canine professional they have three different levels of membership mm -hmm. the affiliate which is just people who support dogs and dog training and awesomeness um the associate which means you have less than five years professional experience and the professional which is over five years professional experience um and then yesterday and today it's the same schedule um so you can make sure you hit them because they have two or three at a time so we did uh winning with your dog with uh, mark hines from kong about play with your dog um i did uh clean up your training with monica davies and it's on um, grooming techniques so I did that one, and then Karen today did Keep It Simple yes. with uh, Nancy Lynn Stoller for immediate success and building confidence in your clients. Yep, so, clients. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you need to be able to do that. Very good pointers on helping uh, clients learn and, and, and yeah. set goals and, and um, uh, succeed. Yeah, so, and, and if yeah. you don't have the full cooperation, you're not going to be successful. Right. So and if my goals are different from the client goals, then... There's that miscommunication there. Miscommunication, absolutely. And then we, I did the navigating the veterinary cannabis industry today. Luke and Rich did it yesterday and loved it. Luke did it again today with me. He liked it so much. Yeah. And that's great yeah. because it's very confusing to me. I have no idea anything about it. So we did that. And then uh, you did yesterday the classroom, classroom management, management with uh, Jamie Popper, who does the blue climbs. About group class structures and, and what... Uh, uh, how to make those successful as well. And yeah. Very, very good information there as well. Good. And then you did training tailored to temperament today? Yes. Um, we were able to um, see Phyllis, um, Phyllis Smuland is the a speaker, and she did temperament testing for some shelter dogs, shelter puppies, and shelter dogs here locally, and um, did a, some temperament testing on some of the um, 
participants' dogs. That uh, some of the participants uh, ha have newly nice. adopted dogs, okay. and so she was able to do some temperament testing on them and give them some pointers on how to tailor the training specifically for the temperament of your dog. It's very important, and we all. Um, well, it's not a one size fits all. Not a one know? size fits all, and that's an important thing that we just passed the temperament testing with AKC. Um, Vicky, uh, Rich, and I. I don't think Rich has done it yet. Uh, Rich hasn't done it. Vicky and I have <laughs> passed the temperament testing, yeah. and that's something we're going to be offering so we can actually, um, you know, give you information about the temperament, the base temperament. Temperament is genetic. It's in the breed. It's um, There are yeah. some things about the temperament of your dog that you're going to have to um, manage just because that's how they're born. Yeah. Um, so, um, but training is very, it's not only breed, but it's also uh, speci specific to each individual dog. Even within mm -hmm. the breed, there's many temperaments. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mind blank. Cindy, who mm -hmm. does the, who, who runs everything, she's not a dog trainer. She just loves us so much and she puts everything together. Um, she told me how much she'd love to have a gypsy puppy, but she said, well, I know they're they're gonna be service dogs, and I said, well, yeah, but we'll, we'll she'll have pet dogs too. They'll be pet dogs, yeah. And so she's like, well, I don't want to take a potential uh, service dog from somebody. Exactly, yeah. and I'm like, you won't be. So yeah, yeah, so she might be getting a gypsy puppy too. Cool, yeah. Um, which would be fun. So then we had um, train your dog like a TV and stage star. Rich did that yesterday. I got in for the last ten minutes. It was great with Joel Silverman. I skipped that one. I did um, balance means all tools. Um, J Jack. Um, uh, he uses the retractable leash. He uses it a lot, the, uh, very similar to how we use the prong collar. Um, okay. So uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, a lot of laughter, a lot of interruptions. He's a funny guy. Um, so. And then Rich did the intro to herding, and so, that's outside. I went to that as well. Yeah. yeah, and Luke was in for a little bit as well. And I did um, Larry Crone, if at first you don't succeed, change it up, which is basically a Q&A, which was good. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we've done so, so far. far yep. So lots of information. And then tonight there's a world of workshops, uh, you know, about the different workshops that people offer. Right. Which will be fun. And then we have tomorrow, Grisha Stewart's talking about BAT 2.0, B-A-T. Uh, Dr. Roger Abrantis about the evolution of canine social behavior. Uh, speed, ease, and effectiveness for teaching off-leash reliability with Dr. Ian Dunbar. And then we have the awards gala. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sad whenever we're like halfway through it. <laughs> yeah. It is. We're halfway. It is halfway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's great. And like I said, it's great seeing everybody. And then we had to go, we had to go to the hot top. We had to. It was like a rule. We had to. That helped a lot yeah. going there. Yeah. And so, but we can't leave the service dogs in the room on their own. So luckily Luke stayed behind and he dog sat for us. Yeah. That was nice. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's something to think about too, whenever you guys are out. Now we could have you know put them down on place and and watch them they have to be six feet five feet from the pool deck they can't yeah, six be six feet is the gen yeah yeah i try to keep it a little more than that and i'll with arrow i bring a place board and have them on it with the z collar yeah. just so i can communicate with them and be in the water but we just figured it was some easier pools actually have a marking of what six feet is around the pool but this oh, nice. one didn't i didn't notice that at this no pool. no i didn't see so. that so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. So next year, like I said, it is Clearwater. It's the end of September next year. Nicole, let me grab you those dates. 
September 27th to the 30th, and that's at the Tradewinds Island Resort, the exact same place as last year, which was great. Everyone's excited about that because it was a super location. Um, I'm already... I'm excited because it's our travel is almost nothing. Which means we can buy more! Yeah. <laughs> We're already looking means, at, like, next year we want this and this. means I can afford gold school. Right. <laughs> I gotta pass silver first. You'll pass silver, yeah. Yeah, so that's Bart, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking and, uh, and he's like, are you giving her all the answers? And I'm like, no, but she's learning the system beforehand, you know? Um, and, and yeah, it's just, it's great. It's super. And, uh, you know, it's just it's good seeing everybody. So we're going to sign off so we can go up and see what everyone's doing um, and talk more and catch up because we've been on split schedules all day today. And when we thought we'd sit at lunch, I had to nap. So we yeah. couldn't sit and talk at lunch. So that's it for right now. But I, we were able to get on and do a half hour. So yeah. I think that's pretty good. That's cool. um, it's not going to get uploaded until I get back. Um, Nicole says she finished the garage training room. And the next thing is sign up for you. Yay. Is sign up for is you perfect nicole if you need if i haven't sent you the registration for the service dog um four-day school if that's what you're referring let me know and i'll get that sent over because i do have it in dropbox so it's easier because i didn't bring my, my laptop it's been fun not yeah. having to worry about getting on and changing things yeah. um but yeah so we have the online school for dream dogs is at learn l-e-a-r-n dot dream k9 letter k number nine dot com um dream k9.com is our main website so you can get information on our four-day service dog school there about our training programs about the awesomeness that we offer and more so i will see you guys next week bye, bye. <laughs>